the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Take 10. So glad you're joining us. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, Executive Director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation, and Dr. Jamie Heisman, who's holding a pig up in front of his camera on Zoom here for us. Thank you, Dr. Jamie. A nationally known psychotherapist and comedian, he's also an expert on caregiving and addictions. And Carol Zerniel, you picked a wonderful topic for this segment of Take 10. When and can you say no? That's right, Ron. I was reminded by uh, one of our recent guests, Carol Levine, who we've had on the show several times, and she talks about how when her husband was in a terrible um, accident and became quadriplegic and she went to the hospital and he's had all these surgeries and he's ready to go home and they tell her, well, here's all the things you're going to have to do. And it's very complex medical care. And she looked at them and she said, no, I'm not going to do them. And, you know, which is which was the exact right thing to do. But a lot of times we as caregivers are afraid to say no. No is not in our vocabulary. Right. We're going to be the superhero. So, Jamie, um, is it okay to say no? Well, it is definitely okay to say no. Kudos to Carol. At least it's living by example. Right. Because a boundary really tells people around us who we are. Um, I refer to the listeners, if they like to go look up Brene Brown, you know, Brene Brown, I'm sure both, you know, Dr. Brene Brown, she's on YouTube all the time. And literally she has the best thing when she defines it. And we use an emotional support response team is that boundaries tell people who you are. Literally from a clinical standpoint, it's an imaginary kind of line that separates me from you. I mean, it, it, it separates, you know, us in terms of our physical space or feelings It allows us to protect our emotional self, our emotional wellness, it allows us to know what's acceptable in our lives based upon our values. And literally without boundaries, I mean, people take advantage of each other. Everything is porous and assumptions. So with more boundaries, we'll have more peace. We'll have better self-esteem. And I think we're going to have an easier life around us. It applies to parenting as well. Precisely. Precisely. Parenting, especially, is the crucial piece. As we work with kids, we think we can do it with our children. But remember, you're right, Carol, caregivers, when they say no, they feel guilty. That's why we always talk about guilt and self-esteem, because I think if you have strong boundaries or you're able to execute boundaries, um, usually your self-esteem is higher. Usually you believe in who you are, you're comfortable with your life in a way, and you're comfortable with your values. Therefore, you can't set those lines. But if your self-esteem is low, chances are you may less likely to put a boundary up. You know, Carol, using that Carol Levine example, uh, medical personnel are not used to folks saying no to them. Well, it throws them into a quandary for sure. I can think of another caregiver who told the hospital team, no, I'm not going to do that. And they said, well, you have to. And she said, 
Well, I don't, and I'm not. I'm not the patient. I'm not. You, this is your patient. You have to come up with a plan of care that works for this patient, and that's not me. I love that, Carol. I think that's great. I think too too seldom does caregivers do that. We enable a healthcare system that doesn't take caregivers' feelings, their own lives, in effect. I mean, most of us will do it, given the, the right DME, the durable medical equipments, the right pharmaceuticals, the right assistance, the right aids. But I think if we know our limits, and Ron has often asked us, hey, do I have to do this in the show? I think we have to be able to draw a line and say that when, when you cross my boundary, um, it affects me. It, it changes who I am. I'm not going to be as good a, a caregiver. And if I'm not going to be a good caregiver, I'm not going to feel good about myself. This is a downward spiral. And if we initially, like Carol says, can draw a line, allowing other people's expectations to be, mod, let's say, moderated or mitigated and allow them to come up with another plan of action, I think it's helpful. Boundaries are literally allow us to be our true self. How's that? And if you think about that, uh, we'll let you know what you're listening to now. It's Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zerniel and uh, our expert on our line, Dr. Jamie Heisman. We're talking about when it's okay uh, to say no. And I'm thinking back, Carol, uh, we had a guest on several years ago, a daughter caring for her mom who hated what she was doing, complained about what she was doing, very unhappy about what she was doing. Uh, and, and I have to believe in a situation like that, Dr. Jamie, it might be better for the care recipient for the daughter who to have said, you know, I can't do this. We need to find another way. Ron, you're so right. And I'm sure Carol's seen so many instances of caregiver SOS, but literally boundaries create safety, not just for our caregivers there, but they create safety for the caree. If, if that particular caregiver you're talking about really knew herself, felt, you know, one with her own values and felt good about herself enough to be able to say, uh-uh, I'm not going to like anything this person does. And that's not going to be a good en- ending that at least it allowed their loved one to feel safe. And remember, her loved one, they had the acute chronic or terminal illness. So uh, without a doubt, it's, it's, a, it's a two-way street. Boundaries help us feel better about ourselves, but they help everybody feel safer. Yeah, and I think what Ron didn't say was that particular caregiver was very angry. It was very angry, very depressed, uh, because, you know, it was just, it was such a difficult situation. Uh, and she really was no longer able to function as a caregiver but she wouldn't say no. She wouldn't take herself out of the equation. So it, there's a there's probably some fear involved in also in saying no. Um, like uh, you know, you, let's say I can't take care of my dad. I'm not comfortable bathing him. But you know, I I don't I don't want him to think I don't love him. And he doesn't want to go to a nursing home. And he doesn't want anybody else in the home. So what do I do there? You know, Carol, you're 100% right. Fear is, I think, the greatest thing that keeps people from setting boundaries. Let's remember that acronym, right? False evidence appearing real. Fear, I mean, it's scary. Say that again, Jamie. Fear, fear means the acronym is false evidence appearing real. So the horribles in our minds, things that happen that we think is going to happen, really doesn't often happen. It's just our own ghosts and goblins, things we haven't gotten in touch with our own lives that create fear. Again, if your self-esteem is there, like last week, feel empowered, you're not going to have that fear. But it's always scary, like Carol says, fear to do something different. So I ask clients of mine to, to say to themselves, what are you actually afraid of? I mean, how will this likely change things in my life? What will happen if I do set a boundary? What will happen if I don't? Almost a, a checklist in your mind. 
I think by asking yourself questions, I think you give yourself a, ch- a checklist and I think you can call out fear. Okay. And I think you won't get stuck or at least to Carol's point, you'll understand it's fear. And you may have to go explore that a little deeper with a professional. Yeah. I think asking what's the worst case scenario, right? When you have to say no, what if I say no, what's the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. And, and then think, okay, well, if that happens, what would I do? How would I respond? Um, so that it's not something that I mean, it's at least it's something you've kind of planned for um, and you've run it through your head and then you may realize, wow, that's probably not going to happen. Or when it doesn't happen, you feel so much better. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Well, I have to tell you, caregivers uh, in not setting boundaries, we tend to recreate all the dramas and traumas of our life. Meaning normally if we can't set boundaries, I think if you, you probably grew up in a family that also didn't have boundaries. Okay. They never saw anybody modeling healthy boundaries or seeing that self, healthy boundaries created good outcomes. So you came out of that family with low self-worth and usually people pleasing, right? You don't want to ruffle feathers. These are things we learn in our families and how we grew up. That's why it's so important for us to get well, get healthy, get grounded, and go back and break these sort of traumatic kind of ways that we pass on these feelings. Create boundaries in your home, especially with your kids, and allow kids to see healthy boundaries. Maybe when they become a caregiver, they'll then be able to set the boundaries that will help them feel safe and help their loved one feel safe. What would be some examples of healthy boundaries? Well, healthy boundaries to know yourself, Ron. You know, you really do. Um, I, I, I work with Carol. I know Carol's got pretty darn good boundaries. Carol's a pretty grounded person. She'll draw them and, and you'll hear them. What boundaries are is, again, like I said, what Brene Brown says, it, it helps people understand who you are. Let's say I don't want to do something, just like you said, because I, I am fearful. Okay, let's say I, I haven't done it yet. Then acknowledge, be vulnerable. You know, I'm strong because I know my fears. Right. I'm weak because I know I've been strong before. So understanding yourself, having self-awareness, which comes by taking care of yourself, mind, body and soul, going to see a therapist, doing breath work, all the things that you need to do, take your oxygen first. Once you're hip with who you are, then you can protect that precious self. Thank you, Dr. Jamie, Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Take 10. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.